before we get started with today's episode, we want to announce that RootSource Digital is releasing a content marketing strategy online course. The course will be released on June 20th, but you can pre-register for the course today to receive a discount. So head on over to rootsourcedigital.com slash online course and get registered today. When it comes down to it, we all want the brand we're building to be a household name. On the Whole Brand Podcast, we unpack the four key elements that create a whole brand. Your internal culture, your customer engagement, your marketing and messaging, and your visual identity, and they all start with your why. Each week, we cover one of the key elements with a brand leader, unpacking their why and what we can learn from where they are today. Together, let's make your brand a household name. Hello and welcome back to the Whole Brand Podcast. My name is Ian Stewart and I'm your host. Today we start our series on culture with a few episodes talking about company culture and how we create great company culture. We believe the Whole Brand framework is really uh, centered and found uh, its foundation is based on company culture, which is why it's always the first pillar when we talk about it. Uh, and today's interview is with a good friend of mine, uh, someone that has been a mentor, a friend, uh, and is just doing amazing work uh, in the church and nonprofit uh, and mission-driven organization space, doing uh, staffing, coaching, uh, and really helping to build amazing teams. Today, we're talking to Tim Foote, who is the CEO of the Sling shot group. Uh, And they're really on a mission to help organizations build great teams. And the insights of today's conversation are going to be something that anyone can actionably apply immediately. Uh, Great insights from a good friend of mine. And so I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Well, Tim Foote, thank you so much for being on the Whole Brand Podcast today. It it is is an honor to have you on and, uh, and to get to see your face again. Great to be with you, Ian, and we have a friendship that goes way back, so it's just fun getting to talk to you today. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, the whole brand framework, we talk a lot about kind of your why and, and the work that you do, so I'd love mm-hmm. if we could just start uh, with you telling us a little bit about your journey of how you got to where you are today mm-hmm. uh, and why you continue to do uh, the work that you do. Right. Well, the accent you're hearing is Australian, uh, born and raised Tasmanian. Then I was uh, in, which is a state of Australia, right, Ian? It's not Tanzanian, Africa. Of course. And uh, I spent nearly 10 years uh, doing ministry and entertainment work, as in music work in Sydney before moving to the US, to the Denver area, uh, to be a, a worship pastor at a church uh, in the Denver area and on their exec team. And then uh, after building ministry for, for 10 years, I started bivocationally with a uh, staffing and coaching company called Slingshot Group. It was small at the time. It was started by two friends of mine, and we were about five people and a handful of coaching and uh, staffing engagements. And now, nearly 15 years later, we uh, actually, I think we're in our 16th year, where 70 people nationwide serving between three and 400 uh, organi- ministry organizations a year uh, in either recruitment, staffing, or coaching. Actually, coaching is a part of all we do. And uh, that's kind of a, 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 the way I got to do what I'm doing. But uh, when you talk about a why, uh, I've always been about people, love people, and I've always loved building teams. I've always loved leading teams, and part of our story, Ian, is you and I have been on a team together uh, at one time, but I've loved uh, leading teams, and I've loved 
helping people lead teams and being a student of teams. And so it's like, what makes them tick? How do we get under the hood and look at, at what propels them forward or what slows them down? How do we help team members uh, perform better uh, and be better? And how do we find new team members that will help a team go further, faster, and on mission? And so what we do basically at Slingshot is we build remarkable teams and healthy culture through staffing and coaching. That's that's why we do what we do. Oh, that's awesome. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's the experience I had being on on a team with you was yeah. uh, really driving home that idea of, of people first. You know, I remember yeah. us obviously we worked in, in the music side of things and, and you always emphasizing that like the music is secondary to the relationships. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so that was firsthand experience what I had being on your team. And so it makes so much sense that you're in this role and, and, and it's been so fun to, to watch it grow. Yeah. Thanks Ian. And life is better that way. I mean, when you focus on people, it's going to be the relationships that we care about at the end of our lives. And the older I get in, the quicker this journey is going. And I know at the end of it, it's going to be the relationships that matter. And uh, relationships and people in teams and seeing what they can achieve together has always been uh, not only intriguing to me, but inspiring. Absolutely. Mm. You said a big part of of teams there is that culture side of things. And I know culture is this huge buzzword uh, and, and really for every kind of organization. But why do you think culture is and has become so important in in these teams and in organizations as a whole well you just said it and i mean culture is more important than ever in uh today's marketplace world uh in ministry world that that we work in uh churches nonprofits. i think it was really propelled forward uh during the pandemic i mm. mean post-pandemic america culture is everything uh, we say culture is currency. Some, but there's always going to be a, another company or group that uh, offers uh, more money or a sunnier zip code, but it is culture that's going to keep your people there uh, long term. And so we're always talking about how can we help the organizations we work with have really healthy culture that attracts great people, Mm. that retains great people, and develops great people. I mean, we say in in the ministry world with churches and nonprofits, how do we help them be the city on a hill when it comes Mm. to to healthy workplace and healthy culture? Your culture is how your people experience you. And so it's so important to get to the bottom of that and really ask the right questions uh, of your organization, people in your organization. How, how are you experiencing us right now? What, what's, what's the good and what's the bad? What are the things we don't talk about? What, what are the things that we leave in the shadows? What can, what can you boast about and brag about working here? So, yeah, culture is more important than it's ever been. Also, when you're looking at, at uh, the, the, the workforce now, and the different generations. I mean, you've got younger millennials taking over leadership roles. You've got Generation Z coming into the workforce. They uh, they really value different things than the, the, the team members and leaders of yesterday value. Mm. And it's all about culture and lifestyle and development and how can I be part of something that's growing me? How can I be part of something that's bigger than me? And that points to healthy culture. I, th- I think you, you brought up a good point there in that there's always... There's always another zip code, another company, and, and that's why culture is important. You know, one of the things we talk about with our team is our goal is to make it so that if someone comes along that you believe their culture is better than ours, we have made you so valuable that you can't say no to that offer. 
right. and I think that's, I mean, that's culture and that's just being willing to, to hold your people with an, an open hand and say, you know, what we're building here is bigger than this company. It's bigger than, right. than the tasks. This is about people's futures and livelihoods and, uh, and, and that all starts with culture. Yeah, and so many companies, Ian, they don't have those conversations, mm. and that's and that breeds unhealthy culture. When you're when you're not open with your top leaders that they're going to get offers, and we want to be open about that, and we want to talk about it, and if you want to explore them, explore them, and if you end up going, then that's probably just a part of your story and what was meant to be. But we would love to have those open conversations so we can talk about why we want you to stay. Mm. or why we think you should stay on this team. But ultimately, we want what's best for you as an individual and as a leader and for your family. Yeah, that's incredible. Mm. So what then are your kind of three biggest keys or tips or however you want to word it to building a healthy culture within an organization? Yeah, the first one I would say, Ian, and, and I'm sure you talk about this all the time, is know who you are. Mm. Like, so it sounds so simple, but identity determines function and mm. identity will determine culture. And you've got to be able to name it and list it and, and know who you are. I'm sure you talk all the time about uh, values and mission and what's your calling to those values and that mission. You know, I mean, you look back to the story of, of Enron, the, the, the U.S. Energy Corp that had their values, <laughs> things like, you know, integrity and, and excellence and all of that, you know, chiseled on the walls. And they walked past it every day and their execs, some of their execs ended up going to prison for lack of those things. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, what, how, do we, how do we keep asking the question, who are we and who are we becoming? Mm. Because leadership is more about who we are than what we do. Leadership yeah. is always more about who we are than what we do. And this has always been true for us uh, at, at Slingshot Group. You know, our values have always led the way in the work that we do and in who we are as a, as a company, as a team and team culture. The next thing I would say is what are the parts of, of our organization, your organization culture that you'd rather not talk about? Mm. ask that question uh, because that's where you find the warning flags. Yeah. And we, there, there's dysfunction in every organization, every single organization. I mean, we, we do recruitment, uh, we coach leaders, but we also find leaders uh, and, and put them on teams. And we're often talking on our team about delineating between dysfunction and toxicity because if the dysfunction is left unchecked or in the shadows or not talked about, it will become toxic. And, and toxicity is what kills organizations and kills organizational culture. And we have an issue placing great leaders in toxic cultures. In fact, we won't do it because I want to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> and so asking the question, what are the parts of the organization that we'd rather not talk about and asking that often and being okay to have the hard conversations, that's really important. Yeah. The third thing I would say, Ian, is uh, ask how are we investing in our team experience? Mm -hmm. Have you talked about employee branding on the podcast at all? We have not, it, no. Yeah, it, it's so important. And, and it gets back to how your people experience your organization. I mean, you talk about brand all the time and how the marketplace experiences your organization. Employee branding is all about how your employees experience mm. 
your organization. Uh, companies like like Netflix and Amazon and uh, and Microsoft, they're always talking about employee branding because they know their team is everything, and they have to retain and develop great leaders. And so invest in the complete experience, starting mm. with the interview process. How do you tell your story effectively when you're actually interviewing for great leaders to join your team? Yeah. Uh, communicate it in the, the launch process when the new leader joins your team. What's the onboarding process like? And how will they experience that? How do they learn the story of your organization, the values of your organization? Look at the package that you're offering your leaders coming in. There are things you can include in your package that are, that are not at all about, uh, about uh, salary. There are, it's about development and care for the family. And I mean, crazy things like if somebody, if you want a great leader on your team, but they're worried about the move, talk to them about, hey, we'll fly you to see your family twice a year. We'll, we'll put that as part of the package. I know that becomes akin to salary, but think creatively about that. If, you're, if there's travel involved in your organization, then uh, send Grubhub cards to, to, the, to, to the family when mm. the leader goes out of town. Um, all kinds of ways that you can improve employee branding to really help people feel included, feel part of a team, and experience you and your culture in healthy ways. That's one of the reasons where when we look at the whole brand framework, you know, our first pillar in that is internal culture. Because it's one of those, you can market something, that you is. can advertise something, mm -hmm. but if then the customer experience is not good, then mm -hmm. the marketing doesn't matter. And the customer experience is only going to be good if those employees are feeling like they have a good culture and they're part of something bigger. And Absolutely. so it's, it's that foundation for everything that you're doing uh, from, from the inside out. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you want it to be all about. And you know that it just transfers to customer service. When you, when you focus on that employee branding experience and they're experiencing internally your company in really positive ways, that is just going to overflow into customer service. And we know that the companies that do best are the ones that have great customer service. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of organizations that, whether they're listening to this podcast or others, they've already been going for a long time. They've got a culture, whether they meant to uh, create the culture they have or not. And they may be thinking like, hey, we, we've got to change some things at this point. So how do you see... Uh, an organization being able to shift its culture? What, what ideas would you give to them to be able to, to look at themselves and say, hey, here's what we got to change and then go about that process? Mm. Part of it, Ian, is back to one of the top three things in building healthy culture, and that is revisiting who you are mm. because that can shift. I mean, we've, we've all probably experienced the CEO at one time that talks about how great their culture is but actually doesn't have any data points. And so it's like how do we get data points on, on where we are culturally? Yeah. And it, you can't just ask the people that are in your, your executive room because the, often you get to a point in your executive team where, uh, where they've been around long enough they don't see it or they might be telling you what you want to hear. And so it's how do you have listening uh, sessions or get in rooms 
where you can hear how people lower in your organization experience you. Now, you might have a small organization. It might be a nonprofit. It might have a bunch of volunteers and not a big team. Then get into the field and hear how your volunteers are experiencing your organization. But how do you listen to voices you wouldn't normally hear? I've got a mentor that always says, if you want to grow, go new places, talk to new people. Mm. I would say if you want to shift and turn around culture, how do you collaborate and talk with people that you wouldn't normally hear? hear from you know at slingshot we have we have 70 people around the country whenever somebody is coming through town i love to take them to dinner and one of the the questions i'll always ask them is how are you experiencing us right now how would you describe our culture right now Uh, what could we do better how can i lead better it's holding leadership so loosely so you can really understand best where you need to grow and develop. And then I- implementing internal development. That's so important. One of the sure signs when we're doing organizational assessments, which we do a lot of, uh, one of the sure signs of healthy culture is internal promotion and internal succession. That's mm. a sign of health because it means that leaders are growing within the organization. I remember one of uh, our founders used to say to me and other um, rising leaders, and I did a lot of different roles at Slingshot over the 13 plus years that I've been there. But I remember he used to say, hey, if you're growing here, you're not going to be doing the same job in two years. Mm. And it was true. My, my job was often changing and shifting. But it also means that for some that he said that to, maybe the different job they were doing two years wasn't a part of our organization. I mean, that's just part of growth and part of the trajectory of somebody's story. But to always uh, make sure there are development opportunities for your people. So, yeah, revisit who you are. Listen and ask great questions because the quality of your questions is going to determine the quality of your culture, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then implement internal development. That's great. Yeah, one of the things, you know, I think Donald Miller talks about it a lot in, in kind of his mission, vision, value stuff, and, and we've talked about it is, is that idea when you know who you are and you really know who you are and you have the values, yeah. that, that weeds out people on its own. Mm. Someone's not going to come on the team who looks at your key values and your key actions and characteristics and goes, I don't agree with this. I'll take the job anyways. They're just not going to do that. No. And similarly, you know, in this situation of changing culture, if you can really identify who you are and the culture that you guys want to have, it's, it's going to build your team on its own. It's going to, people are going to realize this isn't the place for me. And other people are going to realize this is definitely the place for me. Absolutely. And there's always a shadow culture at play, Ian. Mm. And, uh, and part of um, revisiting those questions and, and really looking at regularly or asking the question, who are we? Who, who are we today? Shines the light on the shadows and illuminates the, the, the parts of culture that may be eroding it or the cancer that may be in your culture. And just making sure that you, you know, it's, it's, it's the whole adage, you know, you want to take a vitamin or a painkiller. And I would much rather take the vitamin of asking questions and digging into who we are than just trying to cover up and keep going because you know eventually it can turn toxic yeah Mm. get infected real quick we've really only got one more question here tim and we're so grateful once again for you coming on but if you could give one piece of advice to any pastor nonprofit leader business leader what what would that main piece of advice be 
Well, I think it goes back to uh, a sign of great uh, culture is internal promotion and, and internal succession. My piece of advice would be start working on succession today mm. uh, because you can't do that soon enough. And if you're, if you're a young leader and it's a lot of years away from, from when you might be transitioning out and somebody else transitioning into your role, then you're just developing people. And that's just good for the world. Uh, but work on succession today. And that means at every level. It's not just uh, in, the to- in the lead seat. It's like who are people raising up to succeed them? Uh, work on a farm system, work on the bench, and always have those people in mind that can continue to step up and grow in leadership. You know, we, we do a lot of succession coaching and succession work in organizations. And they'll often say, when should we be thinking about this? And I'll always say every day. You should be thinking about it every day so that when you get there, it can be seamless and your culture only uh, propels forward and grows out of that succession journey. Mm. That, that's a good word, my friend. Mm. Uh, well, Tim, thank you so much for, for coming on. I really value your friendship, uh, really value your leadership, and uh, I can't wait to see what the future of Slingshot has, uh, and I can't wait to see what what comes out of the organizations who hear this podcast uh, and are able to develop and, and turn around cultures that um, that are going to create great change for the world and the, and the people that uh, are in their organizations. So thank you so much. Thanks, Ian. Value you and your friendship and the great work you're doing as well. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Whole Brand Podcast. We hope you got a lot out of today's conversation. Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources and takeaways from today's content. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment so other people can find the Whole Brand Podcast. Together, let's make our brands a household name.